0: All right, we're here, another episode of the Pleasantly Persistent Podcast. I'm here solo today. Christy is doing her VP thing, uh, and here was Zach France. And uh yeah, man, I'm I'm pumped to pumped to chat because you are uh, a genuine, kind of playful, uh curious, excitable fella, gentleman. <laughs> Thank um, you. It's really clear. We've had some brief conversations, but also just through LinkedIn. So, uh, welcome. Yeah, welcome, and thanks for thanks for hanging for a bit. So, yeah, brief brief intro of yourself, and then we'll dive in. Please.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it brief. So, I uh, like you mentioned. My name's Zach France. I am the former founder and owner of a coffee company called Wildland Coffee. It was specifically a tea bag style coffee product. Got in the business about four years ago because I was trying to solve that camping coffee problem. Like, I don't want to use a French press. And so I was like, well, you know, tea bag seems pretty cool. And I had never seen anything like it on the market. Um, I thought I was a genius when I thought of it. Turns out, like, I wasn't the first one to think of it, Um, but I thought I could do it better. And uh, so I started uh, the company and uh, we ended up. Towards the end, becoming a manufacturer, we ended up doing a lot of pri- private label stuff. We were developing some coffee brands for influencers as well. So the the journey took a lot of twists and turns. Um, and I recently exited that business and am actually back into doing uh, software sales now. Awesome. That's my Thank very you. very abbreviated history.
0: Yeah. So when you think of Wildland now, does it hurt? Does it like is it emotional, or you just feel so free? And I'm sure it's so horrible. relieving. Okay. Great. No,
1: it's a hundred percent relieving. <laughs> yeah. I, what I, what I tell people about when you like leave an or when you leave a business. Um, and I, I obviously like have another job, so I'm not like <clears throat> some like millionaire now, um, just to, to give people like a sense of like scale there. Um, it was hard coming to the conclusion but once i put aside the emotion and the ego it was it was an insanely easy decision like once you're like once it's obvious like it's like all right like this isn't going to go where i want it to go um and i think this business is better for someone else then like you you just make that decision and like you just go the next step which is like how do i sell this thing but i'm i'm always i'm always a massive believer that like And I, this is just like, this is like a uh, obvious, this is like a very overused saying, I think, but when one door closes, another door opens. And I got, and I start my next job on Monday. Like I got an insane, like the job is so perfect for me. Like the situation's perfect. The company, they're like how big they are, where they are in their life cycle is perfect for me. I'm making way more money than I ever have in my entire life. Like everything is perfect about it. So You know, like you got to like find the opportunity when, when another, when an opportunity closes, it's incumbent upon the person to like find the next best thing and not like sorrow in like the past.
0: And it must have felt so horrible and dense and heavy when you were just like trying to force something that was like maybe there a little bit, but not like flowing and easy. So like what was, was there... I know there wasn't a moment, but or was there a moment? Yeah, what was there a moment, or was like the
1: yeah? Um, I I mean it was definitely a slow burn for sure, but I I remember there was like two things where I, I was like okay, like <laughs> this this isn't gonna take me to where I want it to go. One, we had we had tried all sorts of things to make this product and company work like we tried influencer marketing we tried um going to amazon we tried outdoor retailers we tried getting into hotels and like nothing was like taking off and then we and then we started to reach out to influencers to see if they wanted to like create their own coffee brand and we created a package where like we would do like the manufacturing the logistics like the operations right they would just market their their coffee brand right and we actually – that was actually why I was able to sign – that's why I was able to sell the companies because I had a few contracts signed to do this, which still for the new company could be very lucrative. But I was just looking as like, okay, even if this is like as lucrative as I think it's going to be, like being really optimistic, like let's say these three influencers, they take off. What does that mean for my world? And it is still like – it's still like not – that amazing like it's good no one would like scoff at it but like all that work and it's just like eh. like it's just not going to be like where i wanted to go so that that was one thing the second thing is i have two main competitors because we really turned into like a a manufacturer so there was two main competitors for manufacturing one of them is a publicly traded company they're pretty small but they're publicly traded and then another one Um, raised uh, a round or like a, like a crowd, like a crowdfunding round. So they had to expose their financials. The company that's public since their inception, like 12 years ago, has lost net $69 million. Okay. The other company in 2021, like did 3 million in revenue and lost 70,000. So my two biggest competitors who are very well capitalized are losing money. And I'm like, okay, hold on. (laughs) Time out. If they're losing money and they've got millions of dollars, like, I just, I don't think I'm going to be super profitable with this. So, like, I was like, okay, like, I got to get out of this business. (laughs)
0: That is wild and probably (laughs) super empowering and enlightening to to see those numbers. That's wild. So... Uh, what uh? What will you miss the most about what was your day to day, and what are you so freaking excited to never have to do again or leave behind?
1: I mean, I I think I think the reason people start their own business, at least for me, and I'll do it again, I'll start another business. I started my first business when I was nine, like it's who I am. I'm joining a startup. Um, is like the the ability to create something. To say, like, I had this idea, I had this market insight, I had this thing, right? And I took something from zero to, like, something. Like, that. that is what I love about on, entrepreneurship. Um, and that's really, like, what gets me super, super excited is that is that growth and the build. Um, and, like, having to figure things out. Like, I really love, like, challenges and problems and I, and I love, like, coming up with solutions. Um, so I'll definitely miss that. But again, that's why like I also joined the company that I did, like, because I'm still gonna be able to get to do that. Um, the thing that's like the most freeing is I didn't realize how stressed out I was. So I've between s I have between I closed on a sale, I think like three weeks ago, and I start my next job on Monday. And I didn't realize how stressed out I was. Like it's so nice. Like you know, I'm like doing stuff around the house. Like I'm planning for things a week or two in advance when like before it'd be like the day up. I'm like planning for the thing that I'm like about to do. And my wife's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, why? Like, we're, you're so unorganized. And like, and I, yeah, I, like my head was just in the, I, I was say cloud, but that would make it sound good. Like I, I was just like not there mentally. And now I realize like that was so unhealthy, like so unhealthy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's an amazing transition, and great that you can yeah. appreciate appreciate. So, as far as wow, well, a couple of questions come to mind. So, I, I know it's probably gonna be sometime, sometime down the road. But will you next venture? I know you're not there right now, but like, will you stay away from CPG? Like, is that a definite? I'll stay away from
1: food and beverage. Yeah, for sure. Like a hundred percent. I'll. Yeah. St- it's just so I'm I I eat really healthy in like my personal life. So I'm a big believer in like better for you, like low sugar, you know, like a healthy lifestyle. But like America in general is like that's not how Americans like obesity is going up, not down. Um, I I also think if people really want to eat healthy, like there's this thing called the produce section. <laughs> Like, that's where the healthy food is. The
0: outer aisles, yeah.
1: Yeah, like... The the, the,
0: the the products that don't have ingredients labels. Yeah,
1: like, the product is the ingredient, and then you yeah. mix them together to make food. Like, <laughs> that's, that's what I personally believe in, that that's yeah. what I do, like, in my own life. Totally. Um, and just the unit economics is just, like, I just... I would say that the biggest learning, this is going to, like, kind of answer the question, is, like your business is just like a math problem and like not all businesses are equally as difficult. And if you have enough profit in the initial sale to market it, to run your operations and and you still have something left over, like you can scale that business. As long as you have a good product and you have a good strategy around like your marketing and your content, like you can scale that business pretty far just, just based on like a a pretty simple math problem that you can do in Excel. But CPG is like, you can't do that. Like, you have to rely on, like, all these, like, repeat purchases and just, like, getting consumers to switch their habits with the things that that they put in their bodies is, like, so insanely difficult. Like, I, I would rather make money in some way that's just, like, slightly easier than, like, probably the hardest thing that you could do.
0: Totally. So, for so many of them this just because food and beverage i feel like does draw people in because people love food and have their products on shelves so there's so many emerging brands so for the emerging brand who's one two or three people and they're green and so excited and they're about to have their hopes and dreams crushed (laughs) what uh or they're about to go through just like the cpg trenches which are really hard what advice would you have? Like they're in it. They're excited. They have a good product that they believe in. Like what would you tell them just to like level set them? And what's good to know, even if it's humbling and direct, what's good to know?
1: Um. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you some, I'll, I'll I'll tell you a question. I asked a guy who asked me this advice. He had, he has a full-time job and him and his friend, they did this like sippable soup thing. I don't know. Sounds cool. I I don't know. And I was like, why are you doing this, dude? I was like, why? And he goes, well, like I I believe like in eating healthy, and and I I think this is like a good way to like get nutritious food. I said, okay, like that's not a good reason. Like that is that is a reason to do something, but that's not like if that is the whole reason is like you just believe in this trend, like low sugar or keto or whatever. I, like that's that's not a good reason to start a food company. Like I, I think there needs to be more sophisticated than just like I like this thing. Um, so that, that's what, I, I would just empower people to be like, okay, why am I truly doing this? And like, why do I think that I can be successful in this venture? Like, you have to have a lot of money, you have to have a great strategy, your timing has to be like pretty impeccable to like to ride like the to ride the curve of like a macro trend. Um, and so I would just like really implore people, like. You have to put yourself in the consumer's shoes because you walk into a Sprouts and it is overwhelming how much shit there is on the shelf. There's like 75 different protein bars. Like, why do you think yours is any different?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And maybe there are some people that like it legitimately is different, but you got to like go into a grocery store and be like, whoa, like how am I going to stand out here? And like there's some good people that can not stand out, but like most people's are just, they're just not going to stand out. Like, it's just, There's just the stuff's just like, it's just, it's another me too product. Yeah. So I would really, you really need to like, think about like, why am I better? Why am I different? Like, and do I have millions of dollars on the bank?
0: Yeah, totally. Um, One little abrupt subject change here. So I'm, I love simple and powerful backgrounds and I'm, I'm in a temporary office now as we pimp out our garage and we're going to have a yoga space and I'm going to have my own office space and it's going to be so awesome and I'm so excited to create this like calm and powerful background your background seems intentional and I, I like it talk maybe maybe it's not talk me through what's right behind you uh, wait, uh, right behind uh, you sorry. and the, yeah but yeah. the execution hustle grind like oh and the whiteboard that's what it is so talk to me the whiteboard. yeah uh, was it well, is it intentional
1: um it's intentional and that my wife thought it would it would be cool and remind me about the three things that I believe in the most. It was intentional in that way. It wasn't intentional yeah. for vi- for video calls. Um I mean those are like the three things that like I can control. Right? Like I I can't control the economy. I can't control any I, I can't control most things, right? But I can control my effort. And my attitude and like how I show up every single day, yeah. and so I I just like I I like to focus on the things that that I can control, and so that that's why I yeah I have I also, those things there.
0: Yeah, I like. I mean, they're just powerful words that people can resonate with. I like, and then I just I love calm. I hate hates too strong word. I get thrown off when there's like too much, <laughs> or when like people set up and there's like an unmade bed in the background. I'm just like. <laughs> I love I'm I'm so excited creating my own space just uh, and I think it's cool like Brett on our team passionate surfer has a surfboard I like having a potential conversation starter like for me so passionate about tennis I would think about having like a wooden racket in the background like I wouldn't bring it up but if someone asked about it like and it's a conversation starter right especially on like those first initial calls where you're just like really hoping you have something in common. Cause just to like create that connection. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I actually, since I've been interviewing a lot recently, they've actually been like a good conversation starter. Like a lot of people that I've been interviewing with have actually asked about it or that they've, they've like, they've like commented on it. Um, Yeah.
0: Right. Like what is in your background matters. Like for me, like, I don't like my background right now my temporary office, but like that's like my mom's artwork. And it's not often, but like once or twice a month when someone asks about it, I'm like, oh, sweet. And it's like a fun conversation. So yeah, backgrounds are interesting to me. Um, so uh, LinkedIn, uh, your enjoyment level, have you found it points? It's like, do you, are you gonna pull like a fake mark Samuel Will Knitza, where they're like i'm out and then like two days later they're back in like uh-huh. do do you find it enjoyable do you feel like you have good control and like uh yeah how's it how's your how's it going how's your enjoyment level of it i
1: uh, i'm a big believer of linkedin i would not be i mean i would literally not be on this podcast if it wasn't for linkedin that mm-hmm. that's for sure mm-hmm And I would say like, I wouldn't be where I am in my life without LinkedIn, as a matter of fact, like, I guess, how how would I, there's, there's like, there's like a few ways to quantify that. Um, so I've been pretty actively posting for at least like five or six years. And the way that I think about LinkedIn, I think this is why I've had success. Like I'm not like the biggest person on LinkedIn, but like, I I you know, I've, I'm like pretty like I got like a decent following um is I my my strategy is like I use LinkedIn as like a diary like I'm not trying to like be like an influencer or like a guru or an expert like I very rarely have things to sell um like I've asked people to go buy my coffee a couple times but like I don't have like a course I'm not trying to like I'm just like I just think I have like some interesting experiences and like I gained some interesting insights and I like make a lot of mistakes and I just like talk about those things on my LinkedIn. Um, and so that's that, I think that's why I've had success on LinkedIn and because of like my transparency and what I would, what I would characterize as just like refreshing honesty, a lot of doors have opened for me. Like when I posted that I was selling wildland a guy that I've been connected with on LinkedIn for like four or five years who we've actually had a couple of like phone discussions, but we just follow each other. Like it's pretty cash. Um, he tagged the CMO of the company I now work for. And he was like, Hey Laura, you should check this guy out. She res- she responded. And the CM, the CRO reached out to me the same day. And, I was like, I was like really far down the path with another company and I was going to accept it. Like, and it would have been an amazing opportunity. Like I, I had two offers and they were like A and A plus. Um, But yeah, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gotten the job uh, that I had if it wasn't for LinkedIn. And if if it wasn't for my consistent posting, like, like people trust me. I think people trust me because they feel like they know who I am.
0: Totally. Well, I'll say as someone who pops in and out uh, and enjoys your content, I feel like there's like fake force genuine where, you know, someone's like trying, uh, trying to be genuine. And then there's just, yeah, your, your style and how you put yourself out there is just like really genuine and consumable and, and likable. So uh, yeah, man, I appreciate. uh, And like, you know, you, you have a great, following and i don't know how i take that is like right it can life and work and business can feel like a grind um so to have some softness and some play um it's really great and what a lot of us need so yeah i appreciate it thanks um so last short on time last mini topic and then wrap with a random fun question that hopefully pops into my head. (laughs) Um, uh, I'm curious, like the three, four minutes on how you organize your day. So something that I I want to say challenging, something that I'm really trying to get better with is not letting the urgent, important stuff fully take my day. Like, ah, to-do list challenges, this email, right? Like, Where like the stuff that's like proactive, like creating space for that. So do you think about that? What do you do? And then last question, I'll leave it is how do you, do you start your day, like taking a moment with a to-do list or you just like, let's get in there.
1: (laughs) All right. So I'm going to give you like my ideal version of my day. (laughs) It doesn't always go like this. Um, and I'll, I I'll actually have something, I'll, I'll give some like advice too on this. Um, all right. So I like to plan my day the night before with like, what are the most important things that I have to do? So I use like notion. I just like write down the to-do list. Um, as like a small business owner, like everything was just like so urgent. And like, I was literally just like, how do I get revenue today? <laughs> So I, you know, it's it's a little hard to answer the question because there wasn't a lot of time for like creative thinking and planning for next year because like I, I didn't even know if I was going to be around in two months. So that like potentially not, I'm not, might not be like the best person to ask about that. Um, I will say though, towards the end, I hired a virtual assistant, $7 an hour from the Philippines. She was amazing. And I was just training her on just all those just like, the mundane things, all the, all that stuff. And then I started to train her on like how to like respond to some emails and she would just like respond on my behalf. Like, so that was like very, very impactful for me. Um, so for anyone that's like, uh, I mean, you don't even have to be a business owner. Like I'm actually probably going to hire her just to, to do stuff in my personal life, dude. Like, <laughs> um, so that's something that I would like really recommend is like literally for like seven ten $10 an hour, like, you can get someone to do all that bullshit that like you don't want to do that sucks up all that time um i mean i'm i if i start my day right though like i tend to have a pretty good day like i like to wake up early like honestly like my ideal time is i would like to do yoga or go to the gym at 5 a.m. like i just i like the morning and then i can get home i like take a shower i read i meditate like, I don't want to sound like the guy that's like, I wake up at three, like, but I really do like to wake up early and like, kind of like slowly start my day. um, And then like, I I'd, ideally, like I'd knock out the hardest things first. Like, what are the things like I really don't want to do? Like, just get the, cause it, it my concentration at like two o'clock is fucking shot. Yeah. Like I have to get the hard stuff done early or else like, I'm probably not, not going to do them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, meditation and reading. What, what, uh. Eh. Freestyle guided insight timer popping around mm-hmm. there. What's,
1: what's your meditation. So I used to use the calm app a lot. Yeah. And now I, I just do 13 minutes silent med- meditation. The reason I do 13 minutes was from uh, an Andrew Huberman podcast. I guess there was like some study done. Like what's the optimal, like, or like where do you, at what point do you get the most benefit without diminishing returns? And like 13 minutes was like what the re- was, what the study found. Um, I'm actually currently reading The Rise and Fall of the, of the Third Reich, which is like the most well-respected history book on Nazi Germany. Um it's like 1200 pages, I'm halfway through right now. Um but it's like really interesting, like really really interesting. Cool. So I I you know, I I like I used to be like really into like business books, sales books, like I, it's more of like a podcast thing for me now and I'm trying to I'm trying to broaden my horizon when it comes to to my books a little bit
0: awesome all right last question we'll go the we'll go the cpg route so strongly agree with what you said about the outer outer aisles and like real real in real products and ingredients that said mostly a cpg audience what beverage whether it's craft beer sparkling water liquid death what beverage are you purchasing the most of? And what CPG product are you purchasing the most of uh, the last few months?
1: <laughs> what beverage do I purchase the most? Um, well, I just bought a 36 case of course Light for a camping trip, but I don't think that's the answer you were looking for. Um, sure. That works. Uh, no, actually, there's a really good brand. Okay, so I'm a big water guy. So I'm like... <laughs> I, I let, let, really let, not let, like that, That's why you like Coors Light. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I walked into that one. <laughs> um, okay. No, no, no. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just like a big water guy. Like, so I just drink water, but there is a brand of, Oh my God. I can't remember the name of the brand now. Um, I really like sparkling. Um, uh, I, Oh, I like hard, hard, hard kombucha. Um, uh there's a brand here in San Diego called June Shine which is uh, they're June actually shine. doing really good yeah that that's a good brand um what's the cpg product um non beverage that i buy a lot um of course i can't remember the brand now but there's a tzatziki sauce at uh sprouts that like my wife and i really like but i guess the fact that i can't remember the names of those brands is probably speaking no, like I actually really like those brands. Like there's yeah. the 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 one brand, it's not Juneshine. There's another one that I always buy. Flying um, But No. That's not another whole bunch I, I, to, I know. yeah. Yeah. Um, but the fact that I can't remember and I'm a CPG person, this should give every CPG founder an idea into who your average consumer is. Yep.
0: Yeah, totally. All right, cool. Uh, yeah. well, sorry, okay.
1: the, sorry that those were less than ideal answers for you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you're you're good, entertaining. All right. Uh so best place for people to find you is on
1: LinkedIn. Yes, yes. LinkedIn, Z-A-C-H-F-R-A-N-T-Z. Cool. All right. Well, I
0: wish you the best of luck next week transitioning to the new gig and enjoying the rest of this week. Thank, thank you. Thank you,
1: Zach. I appreciate it, Matt.